You're listening to the Multifamily Innovation Show with Patrick Antrim, your source for innovative strategies for multifamily professionals, CEOs, executive leaders, and aspiring leaders that want to drive high-performance results for their property or portfolio. Wow, thanks for the hat, Bill. This is something pretty cool. Well, you know, Patrick, uh, we're always trying to be safe. <laughs> True. Uh, although uh, we don't have ceilings in here. You know what? We're probably safe to take these off. <laughs> you want to take them off? I, I think like we them. should. Thanks for being with us today. You know, we had the opportunity, as those viewers just saw the, right. the little docu-series there, we went out on site. Um, that was fun. It's always fun to reveal that project. Yeah. As you know, you've been through there a few times. We've probably toured two or 300 different people, and it's the same response every time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's back up and let's just talk a little bit about the actual property. The you know I know that you mentioned it's eleven stories. Tell us a little bit about the background of the property and what we have. Before we get too deep into that, I just want to know how do I look. But anyway, <laughs> oh that's cool. We look cool. So look at this. Look at the insides of this. Oh yes. And what everybody needs to know as a matching <laughs> vest and pants. I can't wait to put those on. <laughs> I thought you'd come out. You should have came out in the full suit. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> That's fun. You always bring energy and enthusiasm to the things you do. What are you, what are you doing for this project? Well, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe repeat myself a little bit here from what we saw on the video. But back in May of 2018, uh, Stellar was invited to participate in the project, which, you know, you know initially was uh, for the the property management contributions. And then um, I, um, I crafted a very comprehensive marketing plan, which included a, a charrette of, of contributors at the time, mm. uh, or a vision session, as you might think. And we got everybody in the room. And we decided to make this the most memorable development in all of our careers. So with wow. the support of ownership, um, we went down a path that uh, included a theme. And I've always been a fan of thematic builds where we make commitments in the very beginning that um, all the partners from design and architecture, um, they, all, they all are tied to one thinking. And um, our commitment, because this is a 1985 very iconic structure, the commitment is to the building itself. Mm. And um, anytime we're faced with a challenge of a decision, we uh, peel back to the core of the theme and um, reinforce that commitment. So um, since May of 2018, we've, uh, we've added more partners along the way, which would include the general contractor. Mm -hmm. And we, we touched on that in the video, how critical it is um, that even though everyone that's involved in this project to their own credit deserves to be part of it based on their experience, the most, um, most critical component is the ability to, to work together and solve problems because the problems that emerge during a, a process of adaptive reuse, when you're removing 6 million pounds of, of concrete from the facade, right. You're gonna you're gonna unveil some surprises, and you know the old saying in development is everything can be cured with time and money. 
Mm. Uh, and, and they're all, they're all part of a process and you're just trying to uh, minimize and mitigate um, anything that's going to determine if this was a bad, a bad project or mm-hmm. not. But we've been fortunate. Um, we are a second architect. Um, we're well on our way to, to producing, um, you know, what we mentioned earlier, which probably will be the most exciting for rent product that Arizona's ever seen. Yeah, I imagine a lot of people are looking at watching the progress. Um, and I would suspect that a lot of people couldn't find land in those areas. And here you have a whole new redevelopment opportunity. Are, do you get inspiration from maybe bigger cities, the Chicago's, the San Francisco's, the New York's of just the, the transitions that those cities have gone through and without the use of adding more land? A great question, simply because when, you know, going back to my initial conversation with ownership, quite frankly, I just started Stellar and um, I may have had one or two clients at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, for them to to be um, convinced that I had the um, the wherewithal to to be a participant and um stems back to, you know, my, my time of living in New York when the condo conversions were the conversions from office to condos were taking place. Um, at my time with city club throughout the Midwest and mm-hmm. Detroit and Chicago and Cincinnati, where we took historic buildings, hundred year old buildings and converted them to multifamily. Um, I didn't realize at the time how valuable that experience was going to become right here in my backyard. Mm. Um, yeah. It's interesting, our you know what what prepares us for our next opportunities. Uh, do, do you find that the ownership groups need to be positioned in different ways? I mean, it sounds like the theme is, you know, decades and decades and dec- you know generations in the future and how you're thinking and shaping the the design and marketing of this building. Do you need a unique ownership group to have sort of that patience and that mindset, or what's unique about that too? Because it seems to me like it's just not a a typical let's get in and get out. Well, this could easily have been a merchant-minded project where the um, the intent of the investment was to um, redevelop and and then sell. Mm-hmm. And from the very beginning, it was um, it was very clear in everyone's mind that this is actually a legacy project for. Uh, the general partner. And when, when a, a tough decision is necessary, you just have to think about the fact that there's 120,000 cars that drive by that project every day and he wants to be proud. Right. And that is the perfect scenario for someone like me who's in the twilight of his career and wants to apply, you know, my experience and, and, and feel proud as well because, you know, Arizona is my home. Right. Yeah. And you're part of that story now. And are you bringing employees and even the contractors as they lay yeah. the ground? I mean, are, they, are you bringing them on that journey with you? You know, going back to the beginning, we were initially just the property management company and our, our role grew rapidly um, to where we were, we were in the selection process with the architects and the design team. Subsequently, the general contractor. So, yes, um, we've we've played a very significant role in not only shaping the interior 
dimensions and and um, drafting every floor plan and common area, purposing them with services and and we've we've had ten iterations of floor plans, seeking the best of the best from around the country, um, the best designs from around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I was inspired to create a fitness boutique uh, by what I saw in Milan, Italy mm. in 2018. And I went working hard to recreate a vision similar to that, mm-hmm. that um, I believe, believe will be breathtaking. Mm. Well, can we talk more about that? I mean, is that something you can go into now? or Because I remember at the early stages of where I had you on the treadmill up on the 11th <laughs> floor, and at that point, we were all building, you know, here's the fitness center, and you go to this sort of common area, and, yeah. and then here comes COVID. I'm like, man, that deal, <laughs> you know, fitness in the unit, that's amazing. Uh, anyways, those kinds of ideas and strategies, even if it's the floor plan, you're, you're sort of known for attacking that floor plan and thinking about that customer is just the more, you know, let's not just throw anything together here. Where, where does that all come from? Is that traveling to Italy or? It's everywhere. It's all the influences I've, all, I've become. I can't say I've always been a student of design and functionality, but, you know, since, since my antennas went up, I couldn't get enough of it. And um, going back a little bit more now when we talk, I, I mentioned the comprehensive marketing plan. Part of that was... And I'll, and I'll step back just a second. Anybody that is in property management that has participated in a lease-up, typically what we are, are given, the task we're given is the developer says, I just built 300 apartments. Now go find 300 customers. Right. And, you know, you have no influence on anything at that point. And, you know, it's, it, it, the ship sailed in terms of, of any form of, of alterations in, in the size of the apartments, the configuration, the amenities. You're simply just trying to find customers. Mm. And um, so we work, and, and, then, and then further to that note, when you stabilize, you push the print demographic button mm-hmm. to find out who's chosen to live in your community. Right. We worked it completely the other way around where we identified six personas such as um, single male, single female professional, um, married couple, uh, empty nester single, empty nester family. We identified six critical personas that we believe would appreciate and could afford this project. And then I, I created a questionnaire of 25 questions surrounding expectations in the common area, preference in the, in the floor plans, kitchen island over a, over a table. If you have a kitchen island, would you like a cooktop or a sink? And I, I surveyed six people in each of the six personas and drew some summaries on this is what the customer is saying. And then before we drafted any plans on the interior of the building, pushed that over to the architects and said, this is where we're going. All decisions should speak to our customer, Mm. not what worked well for you in San Francisco, not 
what you believe it should look like, but we're going to build it to the customer. And that is, um, that's been very helpful in, you know, driving home ideas about when we all sit together and I have an idea and you have an idea, the customer is going to reward us eventually with these decisions. There's an old saying like, does an architect ever live in his building? In a multifamily, the answer is usually no. And we wanted to remove that from any level of, of doubt or, or influence. And we wanted our end user to have a big say in what this building was going to look like. Mm, that's powerful. I mean, you think about that, uh, the architect building something or designing and uh, structuring a product that they're not maybe even living in. And that, that may be tested in some cases and maybe a truthful statement, untruthful statement. But the reality is like you think about it, I would say more than not, probably so. Uh, what you shared with me here today is very fascinating because I think of technology and you know, if you're going to go and get and raise capital and, and enter a, a marketplace and get investors excited about making a new app or a new, new thing that solves a problem, you have to do what you just said. Otherwise, it would land flat and you have to think first, like, do I have a market for this? You know, and, and does this market want this? And what is the problem this you know, app solves or mm-hmm. software solves? And, and who would use it? And how would they feel when they use it and all that stuff? And the smart investors are, are asking those founders those questions. And the reality is these legacy operators sometimes have had so much success. It's like, hey, let's move that planet and, and just build and then go, go sell it. Like you said, I love that analogy. Um, is that why Stellar was chosen, I think, for this project? Because you took that approach? You know, I took a real gamble, walked out on a limb and just spoke my mind and said, if this were my development, this is what I, my concerns would be based on what I've seen in other markets. Mm-hmm. For example, we took a 100-year-old building in downtown Cincinnati. And um, granted, we had to work within the scope of the historical guidelines. But once we were opening, I could tell that this, this mindset had not been in play because the floor plans were amazing, but there were few people in Cincinnati that get that. Mm-hmm. And not to say anything down about Cincinnati, I love that. But we had to wait for enough customers to come along and our absorption schedule was compromised. We probably even wrote down some of our rent pro forma because we weren't hitting our numbers immediately. We're, and, and so we wanted, we wanted to just take it from a slightly different approach. And, you know, you had mentioned something about the fitness center and at one point in time, we were shooting some video up on the 10th floor, sitting on, a, on an upright bike, cardio bike. Right, right. Well, this is pre-COVID, but it, it's, it applies even more today. Right. Because, you know, you look at the lure of, of the Peloton commercials a year ago. Who wouldn't love to get out of bed, climb on a sophisticated cardio equipment, get your work done, jump in the shower, your dog's at your feet, whatever. You know, that is a very attractive image. And with the floor plans we have, you know, 11 feet of of floor-to-ceiling glass, there's no better view than your front room or your bedroom to do this workout. You can see Camelback Mountain, South Mountain. You can see it all. Downtown, everywhere. As opposed to going down to a traditional fitness center where the view's not nearly as good. So early on, 
the idea was to create spaces where people could have some level of flex space if they chose to work out in their room. We're going to provide them with a piece of cardio equipment. Mm. No charge. Yeah. If that's what makes your lifestyle great there, I'll give it to you. Right. Right. This is amazing. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the product. How many floor plans? I don't even know if you can even speak to the tune. It feels like there's a lot of confidentiality in this because you're kind of setting the new <laughs> barriers for what's broken here uh, in many markets around testing assumptions. But uh, yeah, if you can share it, share it. If not, then, you know, well, in nearly somewhere three years, else, but <laughs> this is the most I've disclosed ever, but that's because we're approaching the marketing period. Okay. And so we've, we've pretty much, uh, we've, we've been engaged in social media for six or seven months. It's a drip campaign. We're just teasing everyone. I mean, like I said, 120,000 cars pass by that project every day. There's no place to hide. Right. And if somebody and they're wants, going to work or somewhere, so you're, you've kind of got to cover. I've them. got them. I've got the fish swimming past my line, and and so, you know, my name's on the banner. My phone rings, mm. and you know the the campaign is intended to draw a large audience. Now we begin to qualify. This last week, you know, we, we well last month we started to provide images of the floor plans. Last week, we started to provide some range of pricing. And yes, they'll be the highest rents in Phoenix. They deserve it. I don't think you could glean from the video what the shape of the building is. Mm. But I mean, if you can imagine the rack that you use to pool, uh, to rack a ball of pool, uh, yeah. pool balls, that shape, that's the building yeah. with a center atrium. You've seen it. Yes, it's it goes amazing. straight up 11 stories. Well, fascinating but challenging for building living spaces. Um, you've stood in some of the floor plans. There's 16 in total, ranging from studio, 525 square feet, to three bedrooms, just under 1,900 square feet. The penthouses are, are a full sweeping radius with 120 linear feet of window wall mm. where you see north, east, south, all from one space. You don't have to move. And that's the, that's the draw. That's when people are driving down Camelback or Central, what makes them probably almost run into the car in front of them. Um, but it's also what makes our phone ring, and, and that, in our opinion, is the key to our success. Our, our social plan has generated uh, a database of over 2,000 uh, email followers that... Mm get blasted every month. And while um, we're approaching a period of time, we'll start to take um, deposits and, and, and reservations. Um, I intend to carve that list down to 120 when I'm 60 days out from a first C of O, just so I know who my real audience is. Mm -hmm. um, there was a mention in the video of how there's four historical districts that come together at this intersection. These people have lived there a long time. They protect their neighborhood and they're nosy. Yeah. They're they watching your every move. <laughs> they want to know what we're doing. And, you know, they represent a probably a, a you know, 20% of my database of my email. I don't care. I don't care if they know what we're doing. In fact, I want them to know so they can tell a friend. Yeah. And, you know, that's just the nice um, residual benefit of that, of that plan right now. 
Yeah, is it obvious that you're building a, an apartment community no. there? So a lot of people just think, oh, or they're just redoing this office building. Man, they're taking a long time. <laughs> I, on, on my way here, I received a call from one of the more successful brokerages in Phoenix. And he asked me if his firm could participate in the referral process for the sale of the condos. And, and I said, Oleg, I am, I am really uh, so happy to hear that a man of your influence doesn't know at this point if they're for rent or for sale. Because yes. now I've got you and all your realtors engaged. Yes. And, and before I say it's for rent, you know, because that, that just disconnects everybody. Yeah. And, but people are rethinking that now, right? I mean, owning versus renting and, and the whole oh, idea means. around it. It's, it's pretty interesting. You know, in, 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 in concert with the demographic um, analysis, we did a feasibility report. And we also drew, drew some conclusions about the, the downsizers and what would be important to them. And the, you know, their, their, their third largest concern, you know, safety is always first. We all know that. If we're in this business, if you don't know it, it's safety. <laughs> um, number two is size and price. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all got to work. Third was ample storage. So I have five stories or five floors of basement for parking. I'm overparked, And I am going to build the largest storage containers in a basement that I think have ever been built, which is going to allow people to move a piano in. I'm going to have underground garages mm-hmm. for your Ferrari and your Lamborghini. It's going to be a, a building of convenience. Mm-hmm. You're not speaking to my Ferrari and Lamborghini. You're, you're, being, you're talking about the audience, right? Uh, you, you're more than willing to pull in. <laughs> in terms of, we talked a little bit about uh, the fitness aspect, the trend to the Peloton marketplace and all that. What else are you doing for the active, engaged, you know, you're right there by downtown. Uh, I'm sure you can capture all of the ranges of incomes in terms of access and where they need to be in which districts. Is there anything else you're doing in terms of amenities, as we call them, or yep. any lifestyle components? By the way, if you were on my team, I would have zapped you just then because we're not downtown, we're uptown. Uptown, okay. And there's a significant difference. What is the difference between... It's the best of all worlds. You've got an insulation from the hustle and bustle and the traffic congestion of downtown. Anybody that, that knows downtown, specifically Roosevelt Row, it's, uh, it's vibrant. But it's it's challenging to navigate right. if you're if you're trying to get in and out quickly. Sure, and um, you're subject to you know a true downtown mm-hmm. living environment of of noise and disruption and so what have you. Uptown differs from um, it's just it's upscale. It's sophisticated. Sure, yeah, and, and even in in Phoenix downtown Phoenix, you, the concerts and the stadiums yeah. and and, the, and all that sort of rush in, rush out, all, all those, the conferences and the conventions and things like that. And so, and don't get me wrong, I love downtowns. I love... Oh, I do too. And, and, and actually, if you look at Old Town Scottsdale versus North Scottsdale, very yes. unique scenarios. It's, a great, it's like, a great comparison. Yeah. You know, Kierlin as opposed to downtown. Right, exactly. Scottsdale Quarter as opposed to Old Town. Mm-hmm. Very similar comparison. Right, right. And even in the big cities, you know, you yep. look at New York and, and these types of, uh, right. of elements... So I guess what should I be asking that I'm not asking about this project? Let me hydrate here. Excuse me. <laughs> I like how the, the water matches the, the jacket. That's, it, it all comes together, doesn't that it? That's great. 
And by the way, I noticed earlier when I was watching the show that there was a little bit of a lag in the in the in the audio compared to the video. So every now and then I just slow down and let it catch up. <laughs> I'm doing that now. You're doing that now. <laughs> okay, here we go. You know, there's there's I don't even know where to start on on to tell you everything there yeah. is about this project. Um, we, well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about as we as we approach the marketing. Um, we leased a space in Uptown Plaza, which, as you know, is a very high end plaza directly across the street from the project, with the intentions of doing pre leasing, and the in the in the as we as we occupied the space we moved stellar into the space it's 2200 square feet and we moved in the back we're going to build a um, a mock-up demo kitchen in the front of the of the uh of the office and display the floor plans and everything well while we're designing all this and the time that it takes to build it the space was sitting virtually empty other than than my my partner and i in our Mm -hmm. desks and um a very good friend of mine and a well-known artist, uh, Leroy Ellie, passed away. And he left his, his art collection, mm-hmm. which is his workings, his paintings, to his daughter, Shiera, who I worked with for 20 years at Mark Taylor. And I said, Shiera, bring all that artwork down here. We're going to hang it inside this space. In fact, I'm wearing this right here. This was the Ooh. promotional T-shirt for our wow. art showing. And what I learned from that was I generated more foot tra- traffic and, and interest in my apartments by hanging artwork than if I had hung floor plans. Yes. And it was a very, it was not part of my marketing plan. Sure. It generated a good 200, 250 leads that I may not have ever had. Wow. So I guess if there's something to learn is, you know, as you're, as you're crafting your path for success, Keep some options open, mm-hmm. because if you're if you're open to new thinking, there's always going to be an opportunity to explore. That's great. Uh, yeah. I have a clip I want to roll. Can we do that for a moment? I'm I'm going to hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's have a look at this. Hi, Dale with Stella Residential again. Here we're down in the basement of One Camelback on the fifth floor, where we have 462 parking spaces, large. Storage lockers, dog spa, garages, you name it, we've got it. Property's amazing, and I can't wait to take you upstairs so you can look around. Oh, wait, that's right. I forgot. We're on the 10th floor now. So just look around at these views, okay? Ten and a half feet, floor to ceiling glass. This particular apartment is 180 square feet, 120 linear feet of window wall. On this floor alone, there's... 200 glazing panels in place where there's 1,400 total in the entire building. A view from every seat in the house. The story is all about the building first, the intersection second, the design third, then the floor plans and the views. And every challenging decision has to, has to tie back to our theme. It is about the building the integrity of the building, 1985 build. It's going to be here for the next five decades, so we have to get it right. We just won't get knocked down when someone's tired of it. It's going to be here forever. So that's our commitment. That's what makes the decision-making 
somewhat easier, not always cheap, but I think we come away with the right decisions on what to do in this build. We, we core drilled over 2,000 holes through here to run the electrical and the plumbing. Sounds simple, it's not, but just part of the process. It's always a little embarrassing to see yourself in video. Yeah, those, those, um, I, I'm hearing the feedback on that. It's uh, a lot of fun to, it's one thing to say it, print it, but when you can take them there, you know, it's very different. Are, you're doing a lot of tours, you mentioned. What are they saying uh, on these tours? Is well, it city I'm, officials or is it? I'm actually, yeah, I'm, it's, it's more, it's more the folks that are intrigued by the, the architecture, the design, the construction, um, less about the people that are considering living there. In fact, I don't take anybody up there that's a potential renter. Right. Um, I kind of keep it inside on this side of the industry. And, um, you know, while I had never intended to be, you know, put a lot of focus on, on this type of, of construction and participation and consulting, um, my phone tends to be ringing a lot more these days. We're doing, Stellar's doing a lot of pre-development, pre-construction consulting in, in all asset classes. And, and I have to, I have to credit that building for, you know, being my billboard. Um, Mm. and so, you know, I'm, I'm benefiting significantly from the involvement and learning a lot. Well, let's talk about that. What you're learning. What, what are some challenges that maybe you, you came into, into that maybe you didn't expect? And then after you go through that, I'd love to learn about, you know, as an innovator, what, how'd you create the opportunities? One of my favorite stories is when the first architecture firm, would send over their draft of the floor plans. I think at one point in time, we were at 220 units. The average size was 20% smaller than what they are today. And we had some very interesting shapes. And, you know, I, and so I challenged them and, and, and believed, and, and because there was a heavy New York influence here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what, in the 25 years that I've been working in Arizona is we're not New York. Mm-hmm. We can learn from them, but we can't expect our customers to be New Yorkers. Yeah, we'll get 10% of New Yorkers living there, but we have to compete with Arizona product, which is a larger product and they know they like fresh air. And so I start, I start marking up the floor plans and I'd ship them back. They'd come back a week later. We'd do a look at them again. There was one particular studio that never changed. I kept rewriting it, crossing this out, redirecting the, the, the walking, the flow path. And it was, it was based on, you know, in my opinion, one of the best studios exists in the, in the Optimus signature in Chicago and I've been in it and I, it, it, it rocks. Um, so I, I'd send the, the changes back. Well, it kept coming back the same. And so I, I just, rather than, you know, then beat my head against this, I thought, well, there's one way to prove this. We're not going to fly out to Chicago, but I'm going to go down to Home Depot and I'm going to fill up my truck with two by fours. And I literally framed up the studio. I built it per the specs. Um, At the same time, another high rise was being uh, developed down the street from us called the Stewart. And they were delivering appliances. I went down there and I got a refrigerator box, an oven box, and I put placeholders in the studio so you you could feel it. Yes. 
and when ownership was visiting um, next, I walked them through it. Yeah. And they go, okay, we get it. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, like the... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I said, there's, there's three of us in right, right now and two of us are trying to get out yeah. because it just doesn't work. And so I guess if we're relegating that space to a, a single... Yes, studios tend to be single occupants, but at the same time, they like company. Mm-hmm. And they'd like to be able to cook a dinner or whatever. Right. It's got to function. Right. So, you know, big success story there was, you know, don't give up on what you believe in. Mm. Um, I didn't want to have excuses for why, you know, 20 of the, of the, of the units didn't rent. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say I told you so. Right. I just wanted to exhaust every creative option I had to convince somebody to do it, a little, to think differently. Right. And that's a, that's, a, that's a fun story to tell. When you're looking at plans in 2D, and you've seen enough of these developments and lease-ups to kind of develop that skill to mentally go there and almost like a v- virtual walkthrough without the technology and the video of doing that, um, is that what inspired you to kind of keep pushing? I mean, it's, it's one thing to hear no and, and retreat on that uh, because it's, in many cases, it's not our project. We don't own it. Maybe we're developing for or managing for somebody else. But does that skill set, is that repetition, like what got you to that level to say, no, no, this is, I know I care enough about the success of their investment victory that I'm willing to put my own, you know, I'm going to step out, be courageous here yeah. and do what's right. Because at the end of the day, the customer and the investor wins now. It's a, it's a great question. Um, you know, after I, I, when I, before starting Stellar, I could have retired and I had a great career and mm-hmm. um, I had more, I had more fuel in the tank and I had more ideas. And so anytime something comes before me now that's either new to me or maybe in the past I'd shove over to the appropriate expert in the room. Mm-hmm. I, I take it on and I learn from it and I try to impart, you know, a piece of me that, um, you know, might have some lasting effect that I can say, I, now I can drive by buildings and say, I influenced that living experience and here's how I did it. Um, you touched a little bit on, you know, the, the serve or the, the, the amenities throughout the rest of the building. It's a very, very challenged building in terms of common area. We cannot compete with a new build. We're working within some very strict uh, restraints. And so we determined, you know, and part of this um, demographic analysis, you know, was 30 to 40% of it was dedicated to common area space and services and amenities. You know, what's important to you? And the funny one is, do you really, you know, I'd ask my, my personas this question. Do you really need a fitness center? Right. And they'd say, absolutely. Okay. How often will you be in it? Never. <laughs> Why? Well, I belong to Phoenix Country Club or the Village Racket Club. I have a personal trainer down the street. I go to yoga over there because, you know, because I have friends. Yeah, Specialized fitness is so it it gave us the confidence to um, reduce that space, and and realizing the audience will will walk by and check the box, and if they do want to work out, there's there's 
plenty of beautiful things to work out with. Sure. But we know at the same time, we're not going to have mm-hmm. 30 to 40 people in there at a time working out. It's just not the nature of, of renters. We know that. Yeah. And so we're not trying to be everything to everybody all the time. We're selective in how we purpose the space. And, you know, more to the, some of the, the basement space we have, um, you know, we're going to have car detailing. We're going we're, we're gonna to cater to the, um, the services that, that make your life just easier. Right. You know, it's interesting that as people shop and look for apartments, they start coming in and asking the questions, the obvious questions, square footage, rental rates, <laughs> you name it. And I don't even know that they know what else to ask. And, you know, if you're not leading that conversation and they're asking those questions, then there's not enough else things going on to look at or, um, you know, I don't know. So what are your thoughts on that? And when they walk in that atrium, is rental price is probably not going to be the first question out of their mouth. But So I've always been a student of consumer behavior. Mm-hmm. And even more so, you know, specific to um, the renter's behavior and what motivates them to make a decision to come live in one of my communities and pay me rent every month, mm-hmm. every year. And so, what um, there's a there's a saying that, or there's a there's a there's a word I like to use, which is the reveal. And the reveal is. Mm when you're walking into a space that has impact and most communities, you know, it's, it's, it's walking up to the clubhouse. It's touring through the model, going past the pool into the model. And, and those are the points of reveal. And so our point of reveal and you, you touched on it is imagine you're standing in the bottom floor of the building the center of the atrium and there's a seven story art sculpture dropping down over your head. Mm. You're not thinking about square footage and rents anymore. Right. You're saying I'm living here and I can't wait to bring my friends. Right. This is a selfie moment and can't wait to share it. And, and if my team is doing their job, they aren't talking. They're allowing that person to take in this experience and how it's going to relate to them living there every day. Mm. Because these, these areas that, you know, that we, we work so hard and spend so much money on to present for your, your appreciation and approval, I don't know if you walk into a clubhouse and can picture yourself there and if you're going to use it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you'll appreciate the texture of that color of that couch, right. I don't know. But I do know that if I'm not talking to you, you'll have a chance to think about it. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's a subtle presentation of, of you know, a, a glorious moment. Yeah. And, and it anchors in the urgency and, and demand uh, also because they know, like, there's no other place like this. And, boy, I better be quick moving if I do like this, otherwise I may miss out on this. You know, there's no other building being built like that. Um, I almost envision that after with, with, with my team getting a little confidence and if they follow my lead, if they trust me to say, please bring someone right here 
and just make it and have them stand here and let them look around. Yes. And the first thing, first thing you sh- might think about saying is, it's not for everyone because mm-hmm. it's not. Right. We're not competing with anybody else on any level. Right. But you may find a way to make this work. <laughs> Carve out some other. Hopefully, elements. it makes sense to you. Yes. Living in gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Stellar now. We've been talking about the project, the community, sure. and how you shaped up this, this vision. Let's talk about your future there. What are, you, where, what are your plans? Uh, when I started Stellar, I really thought I was going to come off the wave of, of 22, three years in property management and just you know build a third-party management company off of my relationships and my network and experience. And you know that's, that was the plan. Yeah. And... While that is in play and that's growing, that's a growing part of our company. As I mentioned earlier, you know, we're involved in a lot of, of I've, I've looked at more, more site plans and floor plans and blueprints in the last three years than I did in the first 25 years. The value engineering, all that. Design, development, site planning. Um, and we just finished... Um, I know you're aware of this, but we just built 100 apartments in, in Prescott, stabilized it in four months, set records for rents. It's going to go out to, to market here uh, any day. And that's a, real, that's a real feather in our cap. We're proud of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we executed on, on all levels. And, and we're just going to continue to be – when somebody asked me what Stellar do, I said, there's nothing that we don't do as it relates to apartments. Mm-hmm. And – so we're 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 building, we're managing, we're buying, we're we're involved in all aspects of it. Yeah, and it feels good. What's your um, take on the 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 I don't want to call it a movement, but the single family market in terms of build to rent and also just the buyer coming from that marketplace. Well, my second piece of business at Stellar um, in early, or I should say mid-2018, was the Empire Group. And they um, were convinced that they could play a, be a comp- competitor in the, in the single-family for-rent product, which is extremely popular out here in Arizona. For those of you that are um, maybe unaware of it, but um, mm-hmm. single-story little houses, nobody living above you, below you, or beside you. Um, average uh, square footage from 670 square feet to 1,200 square feet. Little backyards, dog doors, incredibly popular. Arizona has gravitated to it um, so much more than I anticipated. And so we opened our, our first project of, of possibly 10. Uh, started a brand, we, we launched a brand, uh, facilitated that brand, and stabilized that 184 units in six months, blew out the ceiling on the rents. That's going to market. I don't think you can build enough of that product. Mm. Now, there's a lot coming, don't get me wrong, but the net migration numbers for Arizona are staggering. And while we don't have a current number on 2020, at least I'm not aware of it, I think we're going to start to trend up towards where Arizona was at its peak. At, at 100,000, 110,000, I believe at one point in time we were 120,000. Didn't last long, um, but I, I anticipate in the next 18 months we're going to see numbers like that again. 
if, depending on the numbers you use, if four out of 10 people need an apartment, that's easy math. Let's just call it 40,000 units of demand. Mm -hmm. We're under, we're underdeveloped. Right. And if COVID has had a positive effect on any asset class, it's the single for rent product because they, they're easy living. And now that you don't have to commute in and out of the city, they're located out in the periphery because where the land is more affordable because mm -hmm. you're only getting 10 to 12 units an acre and they pencil and people are lining up for them. Well, how do you manage them? Just get out of the way. Yeah. I mean, open the door every single day and make the application process simple. In fact, our, our uh, branded uh, tagline is living simplified. Mm. And so we, we step back from every aspect of finding an apartment, touring an apartment, renting an apartment, and living in one to determine if there's anything we could do. We found a handful of items that would make it easy on someone to support our tagline because I didn't want to have this empty promise. Mm. What's living simplified, Dale? Right. Well, and we extended that into the um, design of the apartments where we have some very specific furnishings that truly are efficient. You can make great use of small space and it simplifies your life. So that's a, that's been a home run. Mm -hmm. I expect to see a lot of competition in that space yeah. over the next 10 years. I'm looking at this hard hat, and uh, it's got a light bulb on it. You mentioned the Living Simplified. Tell me about the logo. I was hoping you wouldn't ask, but um, <laughs> what, here's, what I, here's my response to that logo. Patrick, what's it mean to you? I'll let the audience answer that, but... Uh, it can mean innovation, ideas. Yeah. Well, well, anytime, some, up the world. anytime <laughs> somebody wants to go that way, I do it. But then one person said, hey, the light bulb is out. Yeah. It's dark. <laughs> oh, it's light? Right. I go, well. Depends. Is, it's all <laughs> I go, is there anybody home? I go, no, no, no. What it means is we're lights out. Oh, yeah. We're just, we're lights out, baby. Right. We just had some fun with it. Yeah, that's great. And it goes back to your, your understanding the consumer and letting them have their own voice of what it when something it's just a thought provoking image yeah that you know we kind of have a we have a little commitment amongst ourselves that every milestone we hit we're going to create a new logo that's our second that's 2.0 mm. 3.0s in the workings yeah apple does something like that i i don't it used to be you know now it's what silver or you know. we just don't take ourselves too seriously as you can tell i'm wearing your jacket <laughs> i did notice oh okay i was like i was gonna wear one just like that <laughs> right that's awesome i love that um i don't have anybody to jump out and scare you or anything like that right. but uh this has been awesome i mean getting to know Good. A little bit more, taking the viewers on the journey of one Camelback, also just kind of getting into your mind on how you see, you know, this this different thinking in terms of development, redevelopment, and uh, the leadership aspect that you played. And it goes back even what you did 20 years ago, like you said, and and building and designing and looking at floor plans and, and bringing that to um, a new company uh, today. So tell me, uh, are, are there any... Final thoughts you want to, we're at the end of our time here, but uh, any final thoughts you want to leave our viewers with? Well, I mean, there might be a couple of viewers 
uh, in the audience. I know you'll remember, but I mean, when I say we don't take ourselves too seriously, remember the glass breaking event we did yes. with your conference a year and a half to two years ago? Yes. I so mean, instead of groundbreaking... We didn't have any ground to break. We had panels of, of glass right. to break. And so with a champagne toast and a, and a sledgehammer hidden in the ceiling, right. explosion. Do you, do you remember the excitement that everybody had just by yes. watching a piece of glass blow up? Right. That was fun. That was fun. And, and nobody expected it. No. And it was different. And uh, it's always a surprise when I'm there. We, so I'm a little, almost, like even today, I'm like, what's he doing? Who's he going like? Right. <laughs> what is happening? We're, we're kind of committed to making memories one way or the other. Okay. Hopefully um, that doesn't include a you know, jury trial. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> we won't, we'll keep you out of that trouble. It's All been right. great fun. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you coming down. Again, yep. we'll have to do some more work together sure. and uh, follow the journey yep. of one camelback. Can't wait to have you back there when we're finished. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the Multifamily Innovation Show. For show notes and other resources, visit multifamilyinnovation.com.